Testing, testing. Black people, black people. <laughs> Wait, it didn't pick that up a little louder. <laughs> black people, listen up. <laughs> All right, so uh, live from Head of the Charles, this is Rowing in Color. I have standing here two very award-decorated uh, black men in the sport, and uh, we have them here today. I'm going to let them introduce themselves, but I'm going to swing this mic over. I'll take a photo so that we can see on our Instagram what we look like, but just in case you all forgot, this is Denise from Rowing in Color. I know it's been a while, but I'm going to swing the mic over and let them introduce themselves. Go ahead, guys. Hey, this is Patrick Johnson, the uh, National Director for Athletes Without Limits and a black rowing coach and proud. And um, I'm also a board member for the Black Coaches and Rowers Association. Hey, this is Brooke Yimmer. I'm the Senior Assistant Coach of Athletes Without Limits for Adaptive and in Youth. Awesome. Thank you so much for making the time. You are obviously very well decorated, very busy, and very well represented with Athletes Without Limits, representing our athletes, uh, our para-athletes, our para-athletes today, which we can always use more spotlight on our para-athletes at events like Head of the Trials. Can you just speak to our listeners just what was today like for you today, especially, you know, it's kind of like a reunion in rowing and... Okay. All right. All right. All right. So I'm going to let Brooke speak first because he actually just won the head of the Charles in his event. And he'll tell you a little bit about what it's like from the athlete's perspective. And then I'm going to give you a little bit about all that we've done this weekend. Hi, uh, this is Brooke. Uh, yeah, so, you know, we were working super hard um, before we before we came into the Charles. You know, our, it was very motivational working with the athletes. Uh, they put on a lot of meters, a lot of work, a lot of dedication. They were very excited. I was very excited, um, and I was very excited to race with my athletes. Uh, and then, you know, we get to the Charles, and then they start kicking. And then, you know, we get on the water, the nerves keep kicking in a little, a little higher. And then, um, you know, we have to keep a straight face, you know, and to motivate our athletes to keep pushing and keep pushing. Uh, and then, you know, that's exactly what we did. You know, we went to the starting line with a little nerves. We followed our nerves. You know, we just, as soon as the starting line, we passed the starting line, we were game in, game face. Went all out, uh, and I'm very proud of our athletes. You know, all the dedication, all their hard work has paid off, and and I'm glad to be uh, part of the AWO family. Awesome, Brooke, who is a head of the Charles champion. That he was in the um, our heavyweight inclusion four today. Athletes Without Limits had two inclusion fours today, and we brought home the championship in that event. And we had two inclusion doubles yesterday, and we uh, brought home the championship in that event. We have three junior quads tomorrow: two uh, girls and one boys junior quad. And the most important thing that you can't see is the demographics of those of those boats. Um, three of our boats were stroked by black men. The coxswain of the winning head of the Charles boat today is a black teen and he's mentored by coach Brooke who is a black uh, coach so the importance of the diversity that we really should see in this sport we uh, strive to be sure that we're showing it and not just talking it um, I'm a black coach I love being sure that black men and women see that they have a place in this sport I love seeing that autistic athletes disabled veterans youth children of color anybody knows that there's a place for all diversity and not just limited diversity so thank you so much it's great to be a t uh, another head of the charles champion now i get to rest and relax but uh let's keep it going let's keep that inclusion going all right some very 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 uh competitive 
and uh, noteworthy folks here. So I, I want to, I want to ask, I want to ask you both, especially because there are a lot of folks who have probably just started rowing recently, and maybe are experiencing head of the Charles for the first time, or are thinking, all right, there might not be a lot of people of color here. What advice would you give to fellow other coaches of color, especially black coaches of color? especially black coaches or younger black rowers, just what bits of advice would you give them in a regatta setting in order to succeed at the sport at the level that you are both able to do? What what pieces of advice would you give them? Um, yeah, I mean, it all comes down to, you know, hard work and dedication. Uh, it's all it's all up to the coaches to put in, you know, to make sure the athletes are putting in the work and that the coaches are giving the right training plan and also the coaches are creating a comfortable environment where the athletes can strive. You know, a comfortable athlete will be a good athlete. Uncomfortable athlete will not be a good athlete and that's a fact. So we got to create a, a safe and comfortable environment for all our athletes, all, all different demographics, adaptive youth, uh, black masters or anything. We, uh, we got to create a comfortable environment so all our athletes can succeed. Here at, here at AWL, we create a comfortable environment um, and, you know, our, our youth comes out and helps out Adaptive because we are one big family. We are comfortable, uh, we are one, and there's no limit to what we can do. Awesome. And, yeah, on that, you know, as a black coach, one of the things that I really look at working on is we. Um, I use the analogy of if you go to a neighborhood that you have never been it before, which is what a lot of uh, black you know families feel when they come into the regatta scene. Um, if you have a new family or a new black athlete in their family, be sure you're taking care of them in the same way that if they were a new family who moved into your neighborhood, they come into your house the first time. Remember, it's not your home. Things that you're comfortable with are thinking, oh, we're, this is normal. It may not be normal or new to them, and that's anybody who's new. I would, I, that advice goes to novice parents, um, you know, coaches and boosters, think, being sure you're taking care of your novice parents the same way. But um, just know somebody who is not comfortable or is not familiar with the rowing community, we have to keep working on being sure that we're asking and saying, hey, you know, what do you think of this? And getting feedback and knowing that they're being heard. As a black coach, I didn't feel heard my first four or five years. I felt alone and isolated. And through BCRA, the Black Coaches and Roars Association, we've helped to unify black coaches and roars around the country. I didn't know that there were 18 other black men who were coaches until a year ago when we started getting on a Zoom call on Sundays. That's been very empowering. It's allowed me and many others to know that we can help encourage and inspire each other and we just need to keep doing that. So um, thank you to all the all the allies out there, the folks who do look and say, hey, let me be sure that that new parent or that black coach knows that, hey, they're welcome here. This is their home. Thank you both for that. Um, Brooke, I wanted to follow up. You use the word comfortable a lot in, in terms of making uh, in terms of what makes a team feel unified, and what in, in terms of what makes a, a team feel safe, what do you mean? What do you mean when you say comfortable? Can you give an example of what you might mean by that? Um, yeah, no, uh, most definitely. Uh, so, like one example would be, you know, if uh, one example would be, uh, you know, if an athlete, you know, is not, you know, he's if he's not in, like he or she 
is not is not engaged within like practices or anything. You know, you got to pull the athletes aside and and ask them, hey, like you know, you got to talk to the athlete and connect with him. And aside from that, you know, we also got to make the athletes feel like family. You know, we are doing our workouts, but we also got to do other team bonding activities, making sure you know that we are also kind of working on the camaraderie outside of the uh, water practices or erg sessions. So, um, and then also having those uncomfortable talks that you know everyone's scared of to give the talks, and you know not being scared and just just going, um, and that's the thing. And it's like the first uh, the first thing to kind of go out from the uncomfortable barrier would be having those straight up talks. You know, you gotta be honest and you gotta be clear, and you also gotta you know be aware of what you're saying. And you know, you gotta do your research as a coach to get to know your athletes. You know, we uh, our program is pretty small. And we are very, um, we are a very tight group. So we uh, we uh, connect with our athletes at a personal level with their families. So um, they're well they're well taken care of. So if there's anything going on, our athletes, our parents are not scared to come up to us and ask us about anything, talk to us about anything. So that's the one thing. It sounds like that relationship building is not underrated at all at AWL. It's, it seems like it's that's the that's the secret ingredient over there. <laughs> Building those relationships. Given what you've seen today at Head of the Trials and yesterday, what message would you give the rowing world? Whether or not, you know, it's 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 people of color in the rowing world, whether or not it's just the white folks in the rowing world. Given what you've seen today and yesterday, what message do you want the rowing world to hear? I this this last year for all of us has been a year of growing, hurting, learning, and one of the things that I've been really encouraged coming back to the head of Charles this, this year, you know, this is my ninth head of the Charles, is feeling and seeing the difference in um, people who, honestly, in years past have walked right by me and not said anything, but which says shows that they've been listening to the conversations we've been having this year. They've been listening to those uncomfortable conversations. They've been listening, and their actions show it by saying hi, coach, by those those micro things that they don't understand in past I was like I they would walk right by me even as a national team coach I had Paralympic medals but certain you know pedigree people here wouldn't wouldn't recognize me in the same way I've seen that change and that makes me very happy to know that the work that organizations like Rowan and Color and BCRA and Rowan have been doing to say let's have those conversations like Coach Brooks said let's let's change that let's change that um just change that process and it's small changes, but those small changes really resonate. I've spoken with other black rowers here who have shared the same feeling. They said, it feels a little more comfortable. It feels a little more at home for me. Things like, um, you know, Coach Brooke here has a Afro. One of our rowers has braids. We wear visors. So what are those little things that we can say? Wow, we wear visors because you know what? That athlete shouldn't have to change something that maybe is a part of their heritage or a part of, of, of their, you know, just them to fit into this is what a rower is. So continue listening to each other, continue having those uncomfortable conversations, and that way they become comfortable because we're not afraid to talk about race, um, you know, sexual orientation, whatever the, it is that we're comfortable with. You know, lightweight, heavyweight, those having those real conversations. So I'm encouraged by feeling welcome at the head of the Charles here by people who years past have walked right by me. And then... Um so for me, I would like to add that um, you know we have a lot of um, you know we have a lot of talking, a lot of discussion, um, and I think 
for me, one advice would be we should do a lot of planning, you know, planning and doing it. You know, here the, with Athletes All Limits, it's all about planning and doing it. You know, you can always talk and then talking comes and goes, but you plan it, you set a goal, you have to do it, you know. Um, so, like, if you have, you know, a black athlete that doesn't know how to swim or you, know, you can't say, oh, I can't coach him because he can't swim. Uh, no, you give him a life jacket or you, uh, you help the parents out to do a swim lesson or anything. Uh, you know, there's always a lot of loopholes that you could do to improve diversity within the sport. That's awesome. I, I can't think of a better note to end on there. Um, the only thing I'm really curious about, so our listeners can't see your medal, Brooke, and not everyone has a head of the Charles. Can we hear it cling? Can you hear the microphone cling against it? <laughs> that's hardware at the Charles, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's a gold medal, right? Just, oh, yeah, it's a gold medal. That's a gold cling. Can we hear the gold cling again? Champion of the Charles. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh well Brooke Patrick thank you so much for your time thank you so much for listening to Rolling in Color please remember to follow or hit subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and if you're on Instagram please follow us at Rolling in Color we really appreciate it just as much as we appreciate you so this is Denise and Patricia signing off stay safe everyone <laughs>